From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond, the Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Wow, that was a great countdown. Welcome to Warriors Anonymous. Hope everyone's been Viking clapping since Friday night. My name is Jared Cronin. We've got, uh, well, we've got the Sauce Boys in tonight, running it hard. We may have Daniel Fadakura joining us later on, so uh, we'll see. He may be come, coming in off the bench. And maybe someone else, if, if, if they're around, maybe have a special guest. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. First of all, let's chat to who we've got here. And we'll start with you, Isaac Sauce, because shock horror. He's not wearing the woody tonight. No, it it uh, dilutes my sound quality, but <laughs> so I've taken off the woody, but I have got Ooh. the hot water bottle just to keep you warm. You're good. Because it's ice cold. It's still, still pretty chilly, yeah? <laughs> oh, how cool is it? I'm supposed to answer ice cold, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, man. I've been in Aussie too long where they, they, they ask questions like that and they're more like statements. <laughs> like, oh, how good? And you're like, pretty good? And they're like, no, no, that's, that's, that's the end of the statement. And you're like, oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. All good. Uh, I've also got Moni Lasos, the man who, uh, well, we, we do a little bit of a... Um, an agenda planning before we do our episodes here on the podcast. And Moneta got in and, and added some stuff to the agenda. Uh, but he was a little bit over eager and managed to uh, wipe out a whole section of, of the whole document. <laughs> Bro, well, what was going on there? You got a bit excited well, with the old delete button, did you? Well, I was actually like, you know, had a bit of time, you know, in between taking the kids to having a nap. And then I was doing it on my phone and my fat fingers must have like pressed the delete button. I was like, uh-oh, how do I like, undo this? And I was like, there's no way I can undo this. I've deleted it all. It's just my fat fingers. I was just like, I'm going to be a genius and add all this. Oh, shit. You added some good stuff. And I was like, yeah, you gave me the heads up. You're like, oh, I knocked out a couple of things. I was like, ah, oh, that's all good, bro. Then I went in there and saw it. I was like, holy moly, it's okay, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I was doing it from my phone, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I will blame my phone. It's too. It's better than a small phone. It's well, so. iPhone four. Yeah, <laughs> the flip. I don't know. <laughs> Were you trying to do the old? Uh, what is it? Kelly and Kelly Rowland and Nelly sending a text message off an Excel sheet. I should do that at work. Eh? I oh, just check out this message. Excel A one. <laughs> oh boys um let's let's have a little, little look at um some some general news i suppose because we had a, a pretty good win oh maybe a very good win shall we say on friday night we went over to canberra they'd laid out the uh well they'd put out all the uh, the party tables and, and food and everyone was all ready to go and celebrate uh you know ali Leotawa's um debut for the warriors um among, among maybe a couple of other things as well but um yeah isaac did it feel like we were bitten maybe just set up a little bit um going into that game uh, yeah i think the whole almost the whole um occasion was the setup from the start to almost the finish but we still came out on top but yeah croker deserves it 
Like I've always been a fan of Jared Croker as a as a player. Um, mm. I think he's been highly underrated underrated for a long time. So to play three hundred games, well, he's the was he the forty seventh player to hit three hundred games? About that, yeah. Yeah, so that's not many in the great pantheon of uh, league players. So yeah, huge effort for him. But yeah, bit of a stitch up for us. <laughs> Especially that they had delayed it, you know, to, to get him there to do it at home, and then it was like, oh, okay, what are we, what are we running into here? But um, as you say, um, Moneta, the um, you know, the Raiders, they they wanted it early on. That was, they got excited, they got into us. Mm. Uh, I feel like we maybe started a little bit soft, uh, and they just came out and just took the game to us. How did you see that first stanza of the game? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, definitely the first 20 minutes was all Raiders. And that's when I was starting to get nervous. And I think I was like, oh, no. Um, we haven't had much of this possession, have we? But uh, if you look at the positive side of it, their defense was immaculate. I mean, their line defense and their communications. Oh, well, what can you say? They they hold held them off for, like, a good, um, well, entire half, I reckon. Um, that one try by... Um, uh, White and I thought it was a bit of a fluke. It kind of bounced off the foot and then went straight into his hand. But it wasn't like orchestrated by, you know, exposing the gap in the defense. It was just pure luck to me. So, um, yeah, they, I think they weathered the storm pretty well. Um, yep, they did get a bit outmuscled in the first twenty, but their defense and their resilience, and that's something we haven't seen from the old Warriors. I don't know what Webster's done, but... He's is that the same old Warriors? In fact, I saw uh, a tweet from Sam Hewitt saying that the Warriors currently are sitting with the second best defense in the league behind Penrith, so... Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And especially in those... When you get into those scoring kind of positions, generally we haven't been great at holding them out, but, man, we, we had, what, I think probably two or three guys held up just on the line... Isaac, how did you see, you know, what we were doing in those occasions? Well, I think it's just well organised there. Yeah, again, what is Webster doing to this team? I think, um, was it one of the stats about when we dropped down to 12 players is we've only let down, let in one try <laughs> that whole time when we were down to 12. Uh, and I think I've been seeing a, a lot of talk about CNK and how important he is to this team. Um, when they drop down to those 12-man scenarios, he is the one that picks up the slack and is in the line but still managing to recover, get back in behind the line to cover the kick. And I actually went back and looked at a little bit of that and just to see the amount of work he puts in. It's just a massive amount of work. So to know that you've got a guy like that that can you know, cover so much ground, especially in a situation where you've only got 12, I think when you've got 13... He's he's almost I don't want to say he's he's the uh, the conductor of that defense from the back because I think he's just seeing everything and he's just calling it. Um, but yeah, second best defense in the league is don't want to say unheard of for the Warriors, but unheard of. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're, we've uh, you know even at the times that we've been a top team. We've been one of those kind of flashy and, you know, probably a bit more exciting, high-scoring type of side. So to get us to be more of a, you know, a, a team that's more like the the blueprint, the championship kind of blueprint, dare I say, um, is pleasing. But Moneta, uh, I can tell you, bro, like, um, 
over in Aussie, like we've kind of been going through the whole season. I've been quietly watching. People come up to me at work and they're like, hey, man, like, where is it going well? And I'm like, shh, shh. We don't need to tell anyone that yet. Like we're just we're just happy to go about our things, and let not you know let nobody else worry about us. But now people are starting to catch on to the fact they're like, hang on, these guys are doing something pretty good here. Um, what's the feeling like back in New Zealand? What what's the media like? What's the, the the league supporters like back home? It's, I think it's just like, I don't know one word to describe. It. I mean, it's just happiness. It's like you know, you know they're. One thing to to note is like they're back in New Zealand, right? They're playing games back in New Zealand, so the fans are happy to see them, you know, back in the home turf. And two, they're playing bloody well. And three, it seems like Webster's and he's created a great culture and put a bit put well, put a bit more meaning and mana behind the jersey. And so you can see that all coming to kind of coming together. And so um, it's it's fantastic. I mean, like the media, the Sky Sports, you know, Monty Beatham and and Blair, you know, they talk about, you know, the grit that they have at the moment, which is something that you wouldn't typically see from the Warriors uh, of the past. And, um, and to your point, they, they they seem to have this championship mentality. You know, like back in 2000, when we were, you know, we played so great footy, but it wasn't we weren't renowned, like you said, for our defense. This, you know, we're renowned for our resilience, our defense, our never give up attitude. And our ability to have a more structured attack, and that's something like I don't want to say kind of like storm, but you know we're not like the storm, but we're kind of getting to that point where we've got a blueprint and we can you know just stick with it. And we've got you know we haven't got like superstar players, but we, everyone knows their role from the sounds of it, you know. And um, and yeah, it's just it's great. And DWZ is just. Buddy, he's kicking ass, isn't he? <laughs> oh wow, Isaac, bro, what what were you doing when Dallin had jumped up and grabbed that Sean Johnson kick? It looked like it, it was going to, you know, to use your phrase, it looked like he kicked it into the car park, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, flying through the air, the mullet. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I actually, um, I unfortunately had to rewind it because I quickly went to go get a drink. <laughs> came back and then the kick came out of nowhere and it really did look like a kick out of nowhere to be honest um but apparently they've been talking about how they in those situations they've got two or well sorry three or four different plays in the in the playbook um and that was just one of them because i thought that kick was (laughs) when i first saw that kick i thought it wasn't a very well aimed kick and then as the screen panned out to the right, I was like, well, that's just a perfectly placed kick. Yeah. And then, yeah, DWZ, uh, both feet in. Um, was it both feet or was it just one no, foot? That was one foot. Put it one down. foot. One yeah. foot, yeah. That was, uh, as you would say, NFL uh, quality touchdown. Yeah, yeah. it, it reminded me. Like, they've been doing a few of those plays, Sean and Dallin, which has been beautiful. And, and they have been reminding me of like quarterbacks throwing that you know deep fade right into the the back corner um but also what you've just described as well how you know with the the screen kind of panning through the sideways it's almost like in cricket when someone hits it up in the air and you think it's you know going for four or six and then the you know the camera just kind of pans a little bit further and you see there's a fielder out there going, <laughs> <"Yup."> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what it was like i thought well that kick's going out and then no it's not yeah <laughs> he, he caught it 
Yeah, that would have been the Raiders fans, eh? Like, oh, sweet, we're all, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was like that. Oh, good for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, um, Moneta, in that second half, um, we we did what we do. We, we we love our second halves. We come out, we play strong. Um, how much of it was, say, us playing strong and just the faders just completely capitulating. <laughs> I think there's an element to that because, like, um, we've mentioned, like the Raiders, you know, they've got a big forward pack, right? But they tend to tire out around the, um, you know, like latter of the game. But I think we can contribute that to also just how we, you know, were able to kind of, you know, prevent them from crossing the try line in the first forty. You know, it must have been a bit of a kind of like they must have been getting frustrated, right? You know, you're, you're in the you're in their you know territory for about a good you know solid what was it most of the most of the first forty, and you're not getting across the line, or you should not scoring the points that you think you should be, and that can be quite you know you know mentally, you know I guess kind of you know draining to some degree. But I think you know we contributed to that, and then we just picked it up in the you know second forty. We held on to the ball better, and we played you know up the middle really quickly again the, the back three of DWZ and. CNK Montoya, man, they get those meters, eh? Like, they they get the good meters. And, um, yeah, and just then you watch Sean Johnson just do his thing now. It's like, it's, it's, it's sort of all coming, coming together. And I like that one play with Metcalf, where Sean Johnson passed out of Metcalf. And you got to see a little bit of Metcalf's pace, and I was like, oh, my God, he's he's quite quick. <laughs> he's got some juice, bro. Yeah. He's got some juice yeah. in them legs. Um. I actually, I did skip ahead to the second half, but I missed out a key, key detail. Uh, and that was the fact that just before half time, when the scores were tied, uh, the referee, Grant Atkins, single-handedly won the game for us. Huh? Because he gave uh, a penalty to Canberra after Dallin got tangled up with Big Red, oh, Corey yeah, Horsburgh. Yeah. Uh, and at the time... Initially, my initial reaction was a bit of rage because I was like, what was on earth yeah. did they get the penalty for? Um, took a little while for that red mist to just kind of subside. And I realized, I thought back to what we'd spoken about in the expense account last week. And Greg Spencer told us that out of the past four or five matches between the Raiders and the Warriors, <laughs> yeah. the team leading at half time has gone on to lose. And I was like, okay, all right. So Grant Atkins gave them the penalty. Then they took the lead into half time. So I thought, he's won us the game. He has given us the game here. So I know that the fans were getting stuck into Grant Atkins, and on the surface of it, it looked like a horrendous call, but I just got to give him a bit of credit for, uh, for actually you know, giving us the result <laughs> in the end, ultimately. Uh, but Calm Isaac. <laughs> what's that, bro? Calm as a bitch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this will help Camper out to no end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, now, Isaac, in that second half, um, one of our guys really probably turned the corner on his performance because he wasn't going that flash in the first half. Uh, and that was Wade Egan yeah. making a couple of uncharacteristic sort of errors. But, man, the second half, his influence, I just had a look at all of the tries that we scored in the second half just before, and his influence is in, in a lot of these tries. And what you know, did you think of his uh, overall performance? 
Prestige. Use <laughs> the prestige. Use the prestige. I mean, sure, some uncharacteristic passes. You could see the look on his face. He wasn't very happy with it either. But, you know, the good far outweighs the bad. His, his level of creativity from around the ruck, he's running more than any other season that he's played for the Warriors. And it's making a big difference. And that dummy that he threw close to the line, I love it. He just did the full circle. <laughs> I love seeing a dummy like that because you know someone really bought it when they had to do something like that. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he just brings so much. And he's he's he puts himself into good positions in, in defense as well. He's a hard, you know, he's a, you know, he's a bit of a pest. You know, he's a tackler. Um, but his creativity, really, and just the time he can give a guy like SJ or Luke just to to see what's in front of them. Um, it's no disrespect to Freddie Lassick either. Um, I like the way he plays, but again, I think Wade Egan's just that next step up and probably a good guy for Lassick to learn from. He just really showed what we could do on attack. Uh, on that try, the first try of the second half, Chan's got. I was looking back at that and... Wade had thrown like a double cutout pass straight to Sean, and all of a sudden we had room to work with. Um, so that was that was beautiful. That was a um, a left to right pass as well, not the old favoured um, right, yeah, to, right left. to left. Um, <laughs> so uh, like that that was really cool. But also that try he scored. If people are wondering what we're talking about, um, we call him the Prestige because uh, we're thinking back to the movie The Prestige. And it basically goes in the terms of, like, on any, any magic trick, you've got uh, the first part is called the pledge. The second part is called the turn. And the <laughs> third part is called the prestige. So if you watch, if you go and watch that try back, Wade's try that he got, it's all in there. Like, it's like, he, he, <laughs> there are three parts to it. There is the, you know, the initial part, and then he just, you know, manages to trick the defense and then scoot through for the, the prestige try. So... Uh, so that's why we call him The Prestige. <laughs> Great movie, too. I haven't actually watched that in a while. <laughs> Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing, uh, yeah. Christopher Nolan as well. Um, really great movie. Uh, we digress. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> awesome to see uh, his influence, um, you know, going strong there. Um, Moneta, there's been, um, there's been chat around the place about uh, Tohu Harris um, in terms of potential... Uh, you know, maybe potentially hanging up the boots at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but if you watch him, you know, getting around the, the field on his one good leg, um, mate, he still seems like he's everywhere and doing everything. Yeah, no, he's just, I don't know, he's like Superman. He's just there when you need him, eh? Uh, well, no, if he's like, I don't know, some some people might dispute that. Um, but, um, yeah, no, he's, he's yeah, no, he's, he's doing great. But I have, is, is there rumours? I didn't know that. Like, yeah, there's been a little bit of, bit of chat going around. I, hope he I mean, as like, okay, I get it. He's well, like got one bung knee, um, but mm, I, I still think he's got a couple of good years in him. Yeah, <laughs> if if we can, you know, just maybe tailor the, the workload a little bit. Um, the trouble is, he just does so much good yeah. stuff, right? Um, yeah, got the old uh, that money ball over to hot tamale. That's why he's the leader. That's um, why he's the captain. He leads by example, and. Uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, and people see that, and you know, they they just replicate it, and you know, and, oh fuck, I can't say enough about him. Eh? I can't say enough about the whole team, actually. You know, and this is yeah. this is the thing, right? Like, 
it's not like in past seasons we've had like a few, you know, like you know, we've had individuals play well within the team, but I feel like everyone's playing well in the team. Everyone's stepping up. And um that's what makes it hard when, you know, we get start getting the troops back. Who do you start leaving out? I mean, there's that discussion now. Metcalf or Tim, yeah. you know, Tomato Martin or Kossi or do we how do we fit him how do we fit Tavanga back? <laughs> Shit, you know, and Dylan Walker. You know, there's all this like we've never had that kind of depth before. Now we're starting to get that and now it's like it's a good problem to have now. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden we've got a few options on the wings, a few options in the centres, a uh, few options at playmakers. I mean it's 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 pretty healthy signs. Um Moneta, let's let's look into that a little bit. Um uh, say the wings. We've got uh, the choice between uh, Kossi, who has to come back from injury. They'll probably nurse him back through, say, New South Wales Cup first for at least a couple of weeks anyway. That was if he was going to get uh, to the top team. Um, but then you've also got Dallin, who's been going great guns, especially the last couple of weeks. He's he's really turned up and just put on some you know match-winning kind of displays. Uh, and then Matelo Montoya, um, who's just rock solid. Um who do you, uh, even if we've got even in, any other options as well, who do you think will be, you know, stationed out on the two wings out of those three? Fuck, that was hard, eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kossi, before he got injured, was playing fantastic. He was doing great. and um, But then DWZ coming in, his form has been sensational. I mean, you, you you can't drop him now, eh? Just the way he's going, he he runs up the middle, pretty hard. He's got no fear. I mean, his acrobatics in the air. Um, the only thought I thought would be that you could have Kossi in one wing, DWZ put Montoya back into the centres, um, and yeah, have have him there with Pompey. But then you've got Ali Leitawa, um, and. He, he put on a good performance for the first time against a seasoned vet in Jerry Croker. And so, and you got Rocco Berry coming back. And so it's like, hmm, I don't know. But it's <laughs> a thing. I never thought I'd say that about the Warriors. Like, usually you have like a clear cut. Nah, he's in, he's in, he's in, because that guy's playing really shit. But everyone's playing mm. well. And so it's like, but you know, like I said before, <laughs> What is it? Oh, I can't remember the saying now. Was it? Was it? We love butchering yeah, a good I saying. What is it? <laughs> oh no! Oh, he's got the headset off. Hang oh, on, no. hang on. <laughs> oh, fuck it. It'll come to you. Competition keeps you in condition. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that one kind of like it's a good one. I do. Yeah, remember. yeah that is ringing the bell. Oh, the, not the dawn is dark. The dark is dawn. But um, sorry, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that one too. <laughs> That is very true, but uh, yeah, like yeah. it is like there's competition now that's keeping everybody, forcing everybody to take it up to another level so they can keep their position now, and um, mm. that's something we've never seen before. And um, you know, and but the depth that we've got coming into the back end of the season, I think they will build well, build well for us because there's bound to be a few injuries. There is one area of concern when it comes to depth of the Warriors, and that's prop for me. Um, especially concerning that Bunty Ofo only played 15 minutes of that game. Um, 
I think I've I've been harping on about it for a little while now about Bunty and his um, contribution to the team. I mean, it's the coach's call whether to pull him, put him in the game, when to take him off. But 15 minutes off, you know, starting and then pretty much off for the rest of the game. Um, what's up with that? I mean, mm. and I think if you take Fanua Blake out of the equation, let's just say he gets an injury. Um, yeah, for a prolonged period of time, do we have the stocks available to sort of fill his fill the gap he leaves in the team? Because at the moment, you know, he's just slow dancing his way to 200 meters every week. Do we have someone that can pick up that 200 meters or do we have to spread that around? Mm. And if we have to spread that around, what's Bunty's contribution to that? Because yep. 15 minutes for me, and I've said, it, I've said it in prior podcasts as well, I'd rather... I'd rather keep a spot available for someone else instead of having Bunty just play 15 minutes. Again, no knock on Bunty. We love him. Fan favourite. But for me, it just feels like there's a roster spot out there that could be um, assigned to someone else that might be able to provide a little bit more. Yeah, fair. Um, Let's have a look at that um, side of things. So if we've got, say, in a few weeks' time, all going well, we're going to have Dylan Walker coming back. Jazz Tevanga coming back as well. So those two guys will go straight into the bench. So then it kind of leaves you in a bit of a position where you've got, say, Tom Ali, Bunty Afor, Josh Curran. And you're probably only going to be able to, say, keep maybe, say, two of them. So who's going to miss out of out of those three? Bunty, Ali, or, or clean up? Hmm. It's a tough one. It's really tough. So you've already got two middle forwards on the bench, uh, and Jazz and and Dylan. You've got clean up Curran who can cover a number of spots. You know he could Mm. he covers the middle, he covers the edge, he could cover centre at a pinch, which he has done last week. Um, And Ale's still growing into the role, but he's getting better and better as the weeks go on. Um, Bunty's the odd man out for me, Mm. but. I would counter that as well uh, with do you have a spot open for a utility like Luke Metcalf when uh, TMM comes back as mm. well? And yep. then maybe just play a, light, play a lighter bench, mm. but with Curran as the bigger body um, to fill a number of roles, then you have a utility like Metcalf to provide a, a bit of spark or just cover in, the, in that back line for any injuries. It's funny because Metcalf, when you look at him and the number of places that you can put him, you think to yourself, you know, he is an ideal candidate to be a fourteenth man, um, you know, in the team. So, I, I, yeah, I can I can definitely see um, that type of use for him. Um, but it, it's a funny one. Now we've kind of, I guess, as we've gone through the season, we kind of we played our whole first stack of games, and we were getting guys injured and. You know, you guys are looking tired and that, and it was like, shit, you're hanging out for the bye. And then you kind of get to the first bye, all of a sudden we start winning a few games, and then we get another bye next week. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it kind of, at the first point when we were looking for a bye, we didn't get it, and now we've, we're have we getting on a roll and we actually yeah. you know, get a bye thrown at us. <laughs> How much, you know, can that maybe um, stall the momentum, or will it just be a blessing to, you know, just get people fresh, do you think, Moneta? I think... It could be a, a blessing to some degree. I mean, after that Sean Johnson knock in the head from, I can't remember who, 
It was accidental. Whitehead. Um, I don't know how he came back on, though. I was like, oh. <laughs> he did score that try, which was funny. Um, but, um, yeah. And then it would give us the chance to have the other troops kind of warmed up, you know, again, like Kossi Dillon, Tavanga, TMM. So it could it could be a blessing. And the other time when we had the bye, we, we had a crazy schedule, right? We were playing, like, three games in 11 days. I can't remember that. And they are all kind of like... You know, on the Australian turf, and it was just a really shit schedule that you know. Um, so that was something that we we needed that by. We, we were looking tired that you know the game before that, um, but this uh, you know I, I still think we'll have the momentum um, going into the next or well, after the game against. The, I think we're going against the Dragons. Um, yeah, mm. but I, I think from a selfish point of view, that would be great to watch another Warriors game the way they're going. <laughs> mm. Yeah. They're just playing great footy. Yeah, I think with the amount of travel that we do, any time we get a bye, it's it's a blessing, because we have to travel more than any other team in the league, and I think the way the Warriors are going and having troops coming back after the bye as well will only continue the momentum. So there'll just be this, you know, um, air of confidence that we're getting players back in a lot of. A lot of key positions, which is you know um, exciting for the team. So mm. I think the buy, it's a good thing. I think it's a yeah surprisingly short period between the last buy, but I think it's a it's going to be a blessing for us. Yeah, nice, um, Isaac. What are you thinking is our currently our top center combination? Oh, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> really Ali one. Ali 2.0 went pretty well. Yeah, Ali 2.0. Like what a debut. I mean. With all the fanfare and celebration around Croker, and with it being such a big game, I think he gets lost on the fact that he had a standout game for a rookie. I mean, I think one one sort of key moment for me is when a bomb went up and he flew above the pack and he took that. Mm. He took it two hands above above his head, all the confidence in the world. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, the centre position, because... <laughs> for all the shit that Pompey's got through the years, I think he's got one spot sewn up because he hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. You can't drop a guy that hasn't really made too many mistakes. Maybe that Brisbane try that wasn't is uh, one <laughs> blot. But apart from that, he's been solid. But for me, if I was, if you put a gun to my head and you said pick somebody, I would probably go Rocco Berry. Um, and he's copping a bit of flack online as well. Um, from some clowns that just got some crazy stuff to say about him, but I think he's just got. <laughs> I think he's got a lot of potential. I think in the games that he has played, he's shown he's got a bit of an in and away, mm. and he's got some silky skills to go with it. He just needs a bit more time, but he yeah. looks a lot more confident than he did last year. And I would rather see him out there getting another shot. So he would be my pick. He's a bit more creative. Can make something out of nothing. That kind yeah. of guy. No, I agree with you on that. I think he's, uh, he, I think he's been a, a a surprise to me. I actually, I know we'd seen early promise from him, but then last year, kind of watching him, I just thought, oh, what are we doing with this guy? Um, and then this year, man, he's just come in. He's looked like he belongs. He's got a bit of swagger and a bit of confidence and a bit of creativity about him. And I've been thinking, all right, this guy's yeah, this guy's a keeper. Let's let's keep him in there. Uh, but then, yeah, like like you say, um, you know, a guy who's, uh, what, 100-odd kilos and six-foot-something 
named Ali comes along and uh, and starts catching the ball out of midair, you know, with the old um, almost one-handed. That was it was a great catch, and it really, you know, that that could have been the difference really between us conceding points and going up the other end because all of a sudden we've gone from being under pressure and gone up their end, and they couldn't clean up a kick to save themselves, uh, and all of a sudden we're putting points on them. So, um, yeah, really, I think that's that's an interesting gonna be interesting interesting um, sort of area to watch as um, as things go by. Um, Moneta, what what else stood out to you about the the game? Any other standout stuff before we move on? No, I think it was, it just no. I've, I've mentioned it before. I think it's just like the resilience and the grit. And um, you talk about confidence. I think everyone's playing with confidence now. And I think you know, I was listening to Triple M, um, one of the uh, on the podcast. Um, that they have, and they were talking about just the way that Webster coaches, um, the way he kind of interacts with the players, and he gives them confidence. And, um, and it seems like he's giving all his players confidence. But he, how he approaches his players, he does it differently. Like he doesn't approach one player the same way he would approach another player. So he, it seems like he really understands, you know, certain you know all these individuals, and so forth. So um, yeah, he's. He's done something to create a really good culture, bring out the best of them, and yeah, I mean, like, can we keep it on for ten years if this is going to keep on happening? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, this is no, it's, this is really good to see, and uh, it's a, I don't want to say it's about time, but yeah, fucking about time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Isaac, you know, can we can we lock him up for ten years? Can we send him a, a mega contract? Like, I know it's I know it's early days, but you know, are we are we thinking on those terms? I think if you ask the players, they'd probably say yes. I mean, yeah, Webster, he's the... <laughs> we talk about him all the time, but he really is an unsung hero of that team. I mean, to take it from where we were, think about all the podcasts last year when we were talking about a loss, <laughs> and there were a lot of them, and it was, you know, getting a bit hard to be positive about things um, to where they are now. The one thing I've really noticed as well is when I, when I think about Webster's... Um, footprint um, on the team you look at Tohu Harris playing the um, Isaiah Yo role you look at Sean Johnson playing the Nathan Cleary role you look at Wade Egan playing the Apikurasai role and then you look at CNK playing the um, Dylan Edwards role it just smacks of Penrith mm. and the way that Penrith play they can grind out a team they'll just wait bide their time and ex- explode the Warriors are almost like that team too. They've got the endurance, they've got the stamina, and they've got people in key positions, the spine plus the 13, which arguably these days you could say is, you know, part of your spine. Mm. The way the ball, the, the ball player, um, that 13 becomes a ball player position now. Um, that spine is so reminiscent of Penrith, and like, it's a copycat league. I'm happy for that. So Webster, for him to be able to implement that with the team, it's just been huge. Yeah. To be able to throw an extra bone into the spine is, when you think about it, it's quite a, a big thing to change in a game. And you're right, from the, the Penrith influence, um, they've definitely gone ahead you know, and done that and, and have brought that over to the Warriors well, I do well. think it has whips himself too in terms of his individuality and how he's brought it about. Because like, we have seen like you know Steve Kearney try to bring in that structure from you know, the storm, and he's tried to do that, 
but I think the way he, you know, he's it's obviously he's brought in you know the ways of like Penrith and how they play into the Warriors, but the way he's got the players to start to believe in stuff, it's the culture, it's all of that. Because you can have all the structure and, and processes. And I remember they used to annoy the F out of me when the Cooney days, oh, we didn't stick to the processes and stuff like that. But there was something that, that just wasn't quite there. And so I think Webster's found that little bit of magic where it's not, we've got the structures, we've got the processes, but he's got that one thing that we've been missing for like a decade, and that's the culture and belief within the Warriors jersey. And that's something I think it's, you know, is evident, you know. I mean, yeah, you can see it, like, thoroughly now, so yeah. He's sold the players on his game plan, and he's got the talent and the expertise to be able to get them to buy into it on an individual level. And everyone's happy. Everyone in that squad, everyone in the, on the outer of that squad is happy, you know. So it's obvious that they've bought into his mantra and his, his game plan, and it just makes his job way easier. There's no, I, don't, I feel like there's no pushback on what he's trying to achieve. They're all, they're all in together. Yeah. And it also feels like he's just slotted in yeah. like a glove like, since he's come on. Uh, in terms of even dealing with even the media and the fans, you just think, man, this guy this is, this is our guy right here. He's chill. He's just like, you know, you see him at the press conferences. He's like, yeah. He's pretty chilled, you know. He's he's a good man. Uh, now, it actually, is a good time to throw to this week's expense account. Uh, we have some info there. Some oh yo, what's going on? <laughs> Talk about throw. <laughs> 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 so exciting! You knocked the microphone over. <laughs> expense account. That was yeah. That was a great timing. <laughs> dip into the expense account to pay for the the mic. Get a new one after he's broken it. Is it okay? Is it okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week in the expense account, um, after an eight win and six loss start to the Warriors, to his Warriors coaching career, speaking of Andrew Webster, um, he's in a three way tie along with John Moe and Andrew McFadden for the best record in the coaches' uh, opening 14 games for the club. Um, he'll, need to, he'll need to win another five consecutive matches to surpass John Money's impressive 1995 record of 12 wins and 6 losses uh, to begin his coaching tenure. Wow. So, we love Webster. Yeah. It also goes to show how good that that first year was like for the Warriors. You know, we, we kind of get caught up surprise. on missing the playoffs and the whole substitution thing, but yeah. but man, they, they, yeah, they started off well. That really surprised me, that stat, just about the John Money part. Yeah, that's... Mm. Uh, Oh, John Money, eh? Um, second of all, in the expense account, uh, defensively, the Warriors have conceded the exact same number of tries on the left edge as they have on the right. Um, their left edge defense rates number two across the comp in the fewest tries conceded category. And offensively, though the left edge has scored the scored the second fewest amount. Ah, offensively though, the left edge has scored the second fewest amount out of all teams uh, with just twelve. The Titans, Rabbits, and Sharks left edges lead that stat with 15 or more tries uh, than the Warriors and 27 tries in total. Wow. Okay. So they don't they don't give away much, but they don't get much. On that left edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Um, and games at Mount Smart Stadium are averaging uh, 21,500, 21, 
uh, so far in 2023. So big ups to the Warriors fans. Damn. Uh, it's the third highest venue in the competition behind Suncorp and Allianz. And by comparison, our last home season in 2019 uh, saw an average attendance of less than 14,000. And this year is the first time since 1995 since we've uh, that we've averaged more than 21,000. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to get a ticket to go to Auckland for the Rabbitohs game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When is, um, is that, that's a few weeks away, is it? Yeah, a few Rabbitos? weeks away. Man, I wish we were getting the bunnies right now, eh? Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, they're struggling, but um, yeah, anyways, say lovey. Um, no, thank you, very Thank you for the expense account, and also thank you to uh, Greg Spence for supplying us with the gold. Uh, that excited Moneta's uh, microphone there. <laughs> 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 uh, now, uh, I've actually um, I've managed to get hold of a few highlights for uh, our New South Wales Cup team, because uh, they had a good win over the weekend. Uh, like, against the Raiders as well, playing over at the, uh, what we're calling the Onslow College number two field, uh, what it looked like. <laughs> Didn't look like a rugby league stadium, Run but uh, that's bank. all good. <laughs> over at the Raiders Belk, Belkanon, however you say that. Uh, but yeah, they they won the game 34 points to uh, 16, so we've got a few, um, so I'll try and share a few highlights with you now. Hopefully it doesn't glitch too much, but uh, uh, the Raiders got underway with the, the first try. A little bit of a speculator pass there, but the, the, the fullback came out and just, well, he, he glitched a bit and then scored. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the> defense. <laughs> That's right. But then the uh, the Warriors came back. Uh, scored on this, the right, right edge here with Sanele Alcostino uh, dotting down. He's a big winger uh, with the, Ooh, uh, the long hair. So, um, yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> also followed up with uh, Nicholas Halalilo, snuck through the second rower. Dotted through that fullback didn't really want to know about him too much. <laughs> uh, the Raiders came back though. Second half, got a couple of tries here. Got one with uh, Matt Frawley. Matt Frawley. Before uh, Lekker, the game wrecker, Halasima, number twelve here. Hard to believe, you know, this guy played SG ball earlier. Like he's what 17, 18 years of age. Like <laughs> guys, seriously. Seventeen. <laughs> Oh and he's gosh. just busting through, you know, grown ass men. Um, this is Avliami Vailea got a couple. Uh, that was his first one there in the 55th minute, and then six minutes later, managed to grab another one uh, out here on the, the right edge. Just yep, snuck on through. He's another guy who's been forgotten about as well on the whole, uh, you know, uh, the success of the team. So, you know, got a guy like him in the background as well, just floating around. Had a few struggles, sure, but um, uh, the Raiders came back on another try before our guy, Moneta. He managed to rattle you in the, uh, the first podcast episode of the season. And he rattled the Raiders here to get a try. So, uh, <laughs> pretty lussick. <laughs> Looks like he just fell onto that ball and scored the try. <laughs> That's all right. So, uh, thank you to New South Wales Rugby League for um, for letting us use those highlights. Uh, also, guys, um, there is there's something exciting happening with this team because they are currently sitting fifth on the ladder. Um, and next week, they're going to be going to play against the Newtown Jets uh, over in Sydney. Uh, and Newtown are sitting second on the ladder as well. So that's a big game for them, second versus fifth. A uh, couple of things to get excited about. Uh, first off, I was having a look through how the finals work for the New South Wales Cup, just thinking well ahead of time here. Uh, and they actually run the top five. They run the old school, like the old Winfield Cup styles, top five um, finals series. So 
you have like you know the old preliminary finals and second versus third and 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 you know the um the game qualified to the grand final and all this sort of stuff so um so that was kind of a bit of a throwback i was like hey this is this is pretty cool uh but also um in the more immediate future uh for the match against the jets uh warrior nation are going to be at the ground it's at henson park in newtown uh, if anyone's around sydney head along uh, and also uh, quite exciting uh, for myself is that uh, New South Wales Rugby League TV are going to be streaming this game yeah. uh, and yours truly is going to be commentating it. So, uh, so I'm excited. I get to make my Warriors debut. Oh, that's um, awesome, bro. Yeah, so uh, it was, uh, there was a game I was lined up for earlier in the season, didn't quite go ahead, but uh, but now I get to go up a level up to New South Wales Cup. So uh, so the old uh, the nerves are starting to get, um, get pumping. Oh, you um, got it, bro. That's right, bro. Thanks, man. Uh, just got to get over um, COVID as well. Tested positive COVID on uh, Friday night. So, um, yeah, so okay. it's been <laughs> it's been a fun few days going uh, going on here. But um, but yeah, obviously sweet come game time. So uh, so that's pretty exciting. So if you're around Sydney, get along. Uh, if you're not around Sydney, tune in to the New South Wales Rugby League. Got to get um, their rest, stream. man. Got to get their rest. Hey. That's it, bro. Got to learn the learn the names. Yeah, finish gotta, on time, then, eh? Hey, this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, bro. Early, early to rise. Uh, get the uh, get everything sorted by um, by Saturday. So, uh, so that's gonna be a big game. Um, excited about that. Um, there's also quite a bit going on uh, around uh, the NRL. Uh, and normally, this is the stage in the podcast where we get uh, Daniel Fatakura to run through a delicious and nutritious NRL wrap. Uh, but unfortunately, he's on uh, kid duty tonight. Uh, he what did he say? What was the what was the latest message from him? Um, wasn't yeah, he getting he was his uh, back waxed? Didn't he say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry, but... Uh... <laughs> I like that. We'll throw that at him when he comes back. He'll love it, I'm sure. <laughs> well, back's like crack. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll throw, it, um, we'll throw it to you, Isaac, bro. You've been uh, keeping an eye around the league this weekend, bro. What's been going on around oh, the NRL? Yeah, not much of an NRL rap here, more of an NRL bucket. Of a bucket of goodness here. Um, the Titans Tigers game. I thought the Titans were going to do Titan things and just basically blow the lead. They didn't. <laughs> but what did happen is Tino Fasumalali um, managed to blow up Api Kurosawa's face with his elbow uh, or forearm. Uh, it looked pretty innocuous to me, um, to be perfectly honest, but Api Kurosai, uh out for origin the remainder of the series more than likely with a broken jaw so whoosh um so good for the new south welsh uh welshmen uh, or their fans which is you me (laughs) go away um (laughs) the next game obviously raiders warriors um obviously the warriors won hooray that was a great friday night um seagulls dolphins seagulls just went bananas on the Dolphins. Didn't see that one coming, to be honest, to see after seeing what the Dolphins have pr- produced this year. Uh, I think Ruben Garrick scored a hat-trick. Tommy Turbo scored two and just ran rough Dolphin, shot. Dolphins are missing a few troops, though, way. They're missing like some key halves, like in Sullivan and stuff uh, like they, that. Yeah. They've been missing um, their key halves for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they had too many other injuries. They're almost at full Kifusi? strength. But... Um, um, Kifusi, uh, yeah. He might have still be. Was he back or was he still out? I'm uh, not sure on that one. But he must be pretty close. 
they've been the grinding team, but mainly just blew them off the park. Mm. Um, Dragons up over the Rabbitohs. So that was a but last a three minutes over. though. Jesus. Oh yeah. Bananas. Yeah. Far out. I've never seen anything like that. Just right. try seventy-seven. You see try the seventy-eight. Coach, yeah. Try seventy-nine. You can like, see oh the Dragons gosh. coach. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so hopefully they don't carry that sort of form the Dragons into the game against us. Um, Broncos-Knights, that game, oh, that was a heartbreaker for the Knights as well. But uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw the final try that Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds yes. put on. It was an absolute oh, beauty. Yeah. Um, reminiscent of Langer and um, Langer and Walters, basically. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know, two-man band. Um, oh, I just love how he had, to, he had to, like, sort of way up the pass because of where the defender was. You can see him coming across and he's like, all right, I need to try and sort of wind up to flick it, you know, back underneath his, you know, the, the hand in there. It was like, yeah, he positioned, oh. he, he moved his body to the left so he could flick it to the right. Yeah. Which I thought was amazing, but I feel sorry for the Knights because they actually played pretty well, but you could tell they were going to run out of gas. Um, probably one of my favorite games in the round for, one of the funnier reasons was uh, the Roosters versus Panthers, <laughs> which is basically Spencer and you versus JWH. Did you see how bung his eyes went when he was going to... And what was it? The call? I'll wait for you in the, car, in the, in the parking lot. You can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot, mister. Big bust up between JWH and Spencer and you over uh, a bottle of water, which I thought yeah. was And they're going to be teammates next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch their training sessions. They're going to be great. Great value. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Spencer and the News eyes just went Who Framed Roger Rabbit cartoon bung. They were just huge. You <laughs> really wanted to kick the shit out of JWH. Uh, Storm over the Sharks. Storm 54-10. Uh, not looking good for Nico Hines, even though he didn't play that bad, but not the kind of outing he would want uh, for a New South Wales jersey audition. Mm. Um, also Storm. starting to see starting to see why Daniel Farakura managed to uh, relegate the Sharks from his second favourite team this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden he's like, I'm getting on another side. Just jumped <laughs> off the bandwagon for the Sharks. But yes, Storm did Storm things, really. Um, Bulldogs and Eels have just finished up and Eels have won 34-12 uh, over the Bulldogs on a Monday night game. But um, that's your NRL. Right. Mm, yeah, the NRL bucket. Yeah, okay. Yeah, delicious. Bucket of points. But yeah, <laughs> Spencer Menu. Jesus. <laughs> he was, yeah. I wonder if they did get it on in the parking lot later on. I wouldn't have been surprised. Just... Yeah. Oh, just on that as well, were, or are the, the lawmakers nowadays getting a little bit carried away with Sinbinin guys who didn't technically a hell of a lot there was a lot of chat and there was a lot of eyeballing going on um well probably extreme eyeballing you could probably call it <laughs> um the spencers maybe nearly had one popping out but yeah. um <laughs> but like yeah that's, yeah that's right is, is it maybe a little bit over the top to send both of them to the bin in that kind of instance what do you think isaac oh i don't know because if they had let them if they had let it go mm-hmm. and played <laughs> on sure enough they would have been running right at each other and probably another dust-up might have occurred. You know, from a, from a game point of view, probably not the best thing. From a spectator point of view, 
I would have rather had kept them on and just went for fireworks. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking... the, the ref probably did the right thing by sending them off to let them cool down. But from a spectator yeah. thing, it would have been great to watch another UFC match. But yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I just, yeah, I was wondering about it. I just thought, hang on, like, no one's actually hitting you on here. It's just, you know, it's only words. And, and a water bottle. <laughs> More than words. <laughs> More than words. More yeah. Than yeah. Words. yeah, the spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first the spray. I love the spray. He's pretty accurate with that too, Jared. Like, got him right in the, you know, right in the temple. And then and then with the throw as well, like, doink. The one that dude was pissed off. Oh, I thought man. it was hilarious. I, I thought it was thought, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love to see more of that stuff. But yeah. Also thought um, um, that made me think, uh, reinforced my views. I thought Spencer needs to be put into State of Origin. <laughs> 100%. Get him in there. The more crazy eyes, the better. Um, yeah. yeah. Before the game, anyways. just spray him in the face. And yeah. that'll get him fired up for the game. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling, bro? Yeah, yeah, good man. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Spencer. Um, now, Moneta. Uh, there's been a bit of chat around the social media circles uh, across the games, you know, over over the past couple of weeks. And there was a couple more teams added to this list over the weekend. And that is the 50-point curse teams. So uh, apparently teams who have conceded more than you know, 50 points or more in a season have never gone on to win the premiership. So now we've got five teams in this list. You got the Raiders, you got the Bulldogs, you got the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the Sharks. Mm. Moneta, do you think any of those teams have a chance at breaking the curse? I think the way the Cowboys are going, they could. I hear that they're coming into <laughs> form. Raiders, um, I'm. I was going to say Sharks, but I think Cowboys. I mean, like, I think Raiders, I think the game before, I can't remember if they versed that. When did they verse? Uh, it was the Tigers, the game before they versed mm. us. They weren't yep. looking too flashy then, too. And um, they don't look as fit as most teams, or, like, even us at the moment. Or we look like the fittest still we've ever been. But, yeah, I think it's probably the Cowboys that probably might break that hoodoo. But I really okay. hope that stays, you know, maintains its kind of like curse. Because I want yeah. us, you know, the Warriors haven't scored, you know, we haven't leaked in 50 points yet and let, let us go through. So, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Yeah, yeah. Well, second <laughs> best defense. Second <laughs> best. I'll take second that's right. best. I'll that's take right. Second when you think about it, we're the, we've got the best defense by a team not called Penrith. Mm. Numero uno. <laughs> <laughs> all right well um fellas we've got um got bye week coming up uh also the the announcement of the the origin teams coming up as well what the hell are we gonna do <laughs> watching uh, uh new south wales cup there you go yeah. and there you listen go. to your commentary yeah. testing you bro i was yeah. testing you on that perfect time for it <laughs> everybody get on board phrases in there mate just make some right that's all right if uh if you guys are on there throw in some comments and just be like hey you know pull me up on uh any pronunciations that I might screw up? Well, can we make comments during the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, people can comment and everything. Um, so, say where, you, where you're watching from or who you're cheering for. Well, and, making and an anonymous sort of comment saying, this is the best commentary I have ever heard. <laughs> Number one. 
Gotta be better than Block and Roach. <laughs> 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 but Block and yeah, Roach has like, actually turned around a bit. He's been really supportive of the Warriors. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. you know, if you, if you earn it, you know, you're good enough to to get the praise from from Blocker. So, so that's fair. Mm. Um, now, just on the on a little bit of a side note, we've got Origin coming up. We've also got um, uh, Origin coming up for the women's game as well, and so that's got uh, Game Two coming up shortly. I just want to give a quick shout out to um, to my wife. Uh, her uh, her cousin Cassie Tohi Hiku has uh, been selected in the uh, the Blues oh, uh, oh. squad. So, uh, so really exciting times for uh, for the family uh, to see her uh, in the squad and, and you know um, potentially you know taking to the field depending on uh, on how things go. So uh, exciting times. There's a few few exciting little things going on uh, around the place at the moment. Um, aside from uh, from the NRL and, and you know the men's state of origin. So um, so really really cool stuff happening there. Um, Boys, I think we're probably going to jump out of here. I don't think um, I don't think Buddha's going to make it. I don't think we've got any <laughs> extra guests popping in to say hello. <laughs> uh, last hey guys, uh, we're going to go now. Oh yes, I. Hey guys, and done. So yeah, I guess we uh, we probably should uh, jump on out of here. Is there anything you fellas want to raise? Uh, is everyone behaving themselves in the Facebook group? Yeah, <laughs> uh, everyone's no, no, the been some good chatter. I think everyone was just, yeah, good. you know, taking, you know, having good vibes at the moment. So, yeah, let's keep yeah. it going. Yeah, that's right. Welcome to all the new members as well. If anyone's tuning in for the first time and wondering what the hell is going on, um, thanks for joining us and uh, thanks for, for joining the, the group. Um, we are Warriors Anonymous. You can catch us on Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Uh, you can subscribe and follow on um, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube as well. Um, so, um, yeah, however you want to track us down we'll be around and um yeah wishing our team all the best uh not for this week really because uh, they're on a bye uh but as we say the new south wales cup team coming up huge game saturday uh, against the Newtown jets so uh moneta we will catch you later my friend stay uh, stay safe over there and watch out for the, the microphone falling off the table again <laughs> okay well that, that just took a direction that none of us were expecting <laughs> This is the R18 podcast. <laughs> and cut. Isaac, bro, take it easy, bro. We might uh, might see you back in the, the woody next week if, if it gets cold enough. Yes, I, I will be wearing the woody next week. It's too cold. <laughs> Hot water bottle doesn't cut it. But yeah, congrats again, man, for getting your, getting that uh, commentating gig. That is awesome. Tune in. That is sensational. <laughs> yeah. Come up with some sort of catchphrase. Spend the rest of the week. You've got to get Ooh. a catchphrase. Catchphrase. Okay, I like that challenge. Always bet on black. Always bet on black. That's one you know really well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can throw that in in the middle of in the middle of the game. Uh, Jared, they're not wearing a black uniform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually had um Fletch, old uh, Brian Fletcher from work, talking to me the other day about it. He goes, "Oh, when's your your thing?" And I told him it was you know this coming week. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. And I was like, I'll try not to be too biased for the Warriors. And he, he turns to me and goes, nah, man, be as biased as you possibly can be. <laughs> I was Straight like, from mm. the horse's mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> You've got free reign. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see how it goes. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, boys. Thanks for uh, for tuning in. Um, Buddha, if you're, uh, if you're out there, bro, I hope you're, uh, you're doing your job. Uh, your parental uh, duties well out there so um, oh, nice. we'll catch you next week and uh, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see how the wax turned out eh? yeah. 
That's <laughs> brave. Very brave to announce that on air. But uh, my name is Jared Cronin. This has been Warriors Anonymous. We will catch you next week. And of course, every single week, as we love to say. Go! Oh, <laughs> <laughs>